Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the depths of Krakoa, the secluded rooms of Krakoa. The self-isolating Krakoa. <laughs> this is the Dawn of X podcast. We're here to keep you guys some company while you're hopefully isolating yourself in your homes. And uh, this is a podcast where we review this week's X-Men books, which won't be a thing for long. Weird, man. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> so I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by the not sick, hopefully. Not sick. As, um, asymptomatic, I believe, is the term we're using. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> as far as I know, not sick. My name is Josh. Josh. All right. So let's kick it off with the breaking news. The only important thing in the last two weeks. New yeah. Mutants has been pushed back. <laughs> Nothing else. Of, wait, they pushed it back? They're not going to release yeah. it? They're not going to release it on Disney Plus? Damn it. I signed Dude, a petition and everything. Just put it out on fucking Hulu. What the fuck? Everybody else, is, everybody else wants me to spend $20 to rent a brand new movie. The only one I would spend $20 for right now is New Mutants. You know, I did that for Invisible Man. It was pretty good. I like. I was it. I was debating it, but if if it were fifteen dollars, I might do it. Like oh, 20, so, so, I wish I knew. I wouldn't give you my password. <laughs> to, like twenty dollars, I might need toilet paper at some point. <laughs> my friend wanted to watch it, and she gave me ten bucks. So I was like, cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, I, I mean, we're living in a, we're living in a day and age right now, man. We're like, we're. I don't know how we go back. Like, I don't want to leave my house. You're telling me you had the ability to bring everything <laughs> into my house all this time. <laughs> we caught on to a secret. You could have put it a digital any yeah. one. All those emails could, or those meetings could have been emails. <laughs> uh, well, for you, I am still an essential. I know, I know. You're an essential employee now, man. Congratulations, uh, yeah, so big ups. I have to go to work. Yeah, so that's fun for me. And deal with crazy people because you know they need it right now and only there. I mean, I. The only solace I'm getting from this is just watching the rest of the country experience what we deal with every hurricane season. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's actually very true. We're like, oh, uh, the, like that's the only <laughs> the only brightness in the world I've seen working is uh, when a blind woman came in and needed help. Everyone actually did kind of like part the way and oh, that's nice. So toilet paper and everything, like no one was an asshole. But that was basically the only time no one was an asshole. I so know. you have to be blind. Yeah, it, please. I was like, are you blind? Yeah, I mean, frankly, I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm willing to go out and pretend. Um, no, but seriously, <laughs> we we have to be taking care of each other right now. Like, this isn't this isn't a thing where you can just look out for yourself and it's going to be okay. Like, it, yeah. that's not how viruses work. <laughs> so We have to act like we're on Krakoa and everyone's just actually happy. And that right? Like, just, together. yeah. I mean, uh, anyway, so when's New Mutants push back to? What, what do they do? Do they even give no, a date? No, yeah, no official date. Sons of bitches. What the fuck can they uh, release it digitally they, for? Yeah, they have to. The movie's done. They're not doing reshoots. Everything's done. Just put it out on Hulu. That's what I was looking for. I was so looking forward to them just releasing it digitally. I'm like, ah. if, like, if What nothing, are you going to lose? <laughs> God, This isn't Wonder Woman, all right? It's not going to be a million dollars. Yeah, you're not going to like set some record for fucking summer <laughs> blockbuster. I mean, you were already releasing it in April. Who the fuck goes to see movies in April? Anyway? Like, come on. <laughs> Oh, that's been, I think, the fourth time, you know, it's been pushed back. Right? Like, my lord. I kind of want there to be another situation where they have to push it back again. Like, this almost movie is cursed. The lead actor, like, killed someone, so we have to push it back again. <laughs> oh, man. Maisie Williams so, is out going on murder murder screams. <laughs> dressed as a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's lost her mind now. She's just full-on Reigns and Claire. 
<laughs> so yes, New Mutants has been pushed back. That's a bummer. Uh, and everything else, I think we'll talk about more in detail later what we're going to do about it. But also, if you guys don't know, if you get your books weekly, this week is the last week to get your books from Diamond. Um, they will not be shipping anymore until all this hopefully is eventually cleared up. So, so what do you know, though, about digital comics? Are they still going to release them digitally, do we know? I kind of hope not. Yeah, because that would be messed up because, you yeah. know, like for collectors and stuff. Yeah, like people like me, like, I always get my books at the comic book store. Mm-hmm. Like, that book won't matter as much, especially for stores who already paid for those books. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully like, they hold it. Yeah, hopefully they don't do that because that, that would shut down so many local comic book stores, too. Yeah, who are already struggling. Oh, just my God. Hanging on. God. So Diamond this week is sending out this week's books, and that's it basically. So uh, I don't think I don't know if there's any X Men this week, but well, there's a bunch. Of, according at the end of one of the issues, I think I think we have here. Let me vamp for a minute. I'm gonna pull something up. Sure. Um, so before we get to what's coming out next week, that's not actually coming out anymore. I will say my opinion this week of books is meh. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I was I was reading them and I'm like, they're all okay. And then oh, again, I, have the, I, don't, I have the list. I have the list. Oh, yeah, wow. okay, you found it. So yeah, I mean tomorrow, I mean okay, so we're recording this on Tuesday the twenty fourth. Yeah. So tomorrow we have a quarter Nightcrawler, yeah. Hellions number one, Wolverine number two, and X Men number nine. Unless that was pushed back, because X Men gets pushed back all the time. That's true. Yeah. The X X Men is the new mutants of movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let's get right into it then. All right. So where are we starting today, my friend? We're starting with We cable. are starting with cable number one. Um, also catchphrase, speak softly and carry a big fucking gun. Love it. I love the, like the seventies fucking like exploitation film vibe that or poster vibe it has here. I, I'm, I'm digging the, the cover art. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, this book is by Gary Duggan. Duggan. Uh, Phil Noto writes Marauders, and yes, Phil Noto. He I'm not know. familiar with his work. Do you know? Yes, he did a lot of good art on the Poe Dameron book with Charles Soule. Oh, cool, cool, cool. He the whole he drew the whole run of that. Oh, nice. I, I'm li- I like the art in this book. You know, it's right it's different. It's different, but he finds a way to be expressive with his right. Yeah, it, it's got like a it's got a playful feel to it a little bit, while still like kind of expressing like the action and, and danger and all that stuff. But it's, it's definitely, it's definitely whimsical, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so right off the bat, we start this book with young cable. I'll be important later, young cable fighting Wolverine. And it seems like there's a kind of playful fighting pit. They just have on Krakoa. Of course, Krakoa just has their own fighting pit. Yeah. Like you have people like uh Gorgon and other people. Uh, the silver samurai is like samurai. their judge. You got, um, oh, God, what's her name? I just blinked on her name. Yeah, that's why I didn't say her name. I forgot it, too. Like, it would have M. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot I'm her name. yelling it right now. But anyway, we'll just move on until it comes to one of us. Yeah. So we have them fighting in the pit. And I do like that technically Cable wins this fight, but he also knows, please don't kill me. Like, he knows Wolverine could kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's definitely using the rules of combat to his advantage here. Yeah. And uh, we have a whole chart after of people who've been winning and losing. And uh, at one point, Cable says, like, oh, I, there's no cheating. But well, wait a minute. What, uh, what Magic did, that's cheating. 
Yeah. So what did Magic do? That's what I want to know. I want to know what she did to become the only person to be disqualified. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I do like the only match on this list with a draw is Nightcrawler and Blink. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's I, would, a, they, I, like I, I want to imagine that they were just never even touched each other once. It was just a bunch of poof, 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 poof back and forth. Yeah. I do like that um, Pyro is the only one that I think has lost every one of his matches. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So uh, I, I want to know what happened between Rogue and Havoc too. Like what made them go into the fighting pits together? Why'd they get mad at each other? Or Dazzler and Jubilee. Right. Oh, well, that's, they, they had to settle who's got the best fireworks. That's what they <laughs> um, So then we cut to two young students asking uh, Cable for help saying their friend went off into the other part of Krakoa, the, the part that basically Krakoa fucked. Mm-hmm. Krakoa is a better term. <laughs> life partner. Yeah. Okay, I want to take a minute here because um, I, I know I shouldn't. Uh-huh. Everything in me feels like I should not like him. But I like Kid Cable. And, I do too, yes. And I can't explain why. He's cocky. He's shitty. I, he wears that dumb little necklace around his neck. Like everything about him just screams, man, that guy's a douchebag. But so a part like of me him. does hope. A part of me hopes because I was reading it when he came in and killed old cable. Mm-hmm. Part of me really hopes something else is with him that maybe, just maybe, he's not who he thinks he is. Well, maybe. Yeah. Because he doesn't act like even a kid cable would act, really. No. <laughs> like, Which you could you could count that to like life is better for him now and whatever whatever yeah maybe maybe that's sure on this journey he's joined by a pixie and armor yes which i'm excited about i love both those characters they're being led by curse i believe his name is yes Mm -hmm. the little red kid yeah yeah Yeah. Curse is the one leading them to the friend they find the friend and by the way we need to point out it's important that we keep their friend whose name is fauna he needs to be protected at all cost this is the little green boy that brought coffee to Krakoa. <laughs> so we need to protect this. Is that very important? Very essential. <laughs> the essential employee of Krakoa. He is the essential employee of Krakoa. <laughs> so they find him and he's being attacked by this giant bear lion thing. Yes. And he's telling Pixie that he's in danger. And eventually they find uh Pixie tries to put like her her little dust to make him happy. Yeah. <laughs> Fauna just sees Cable instead of throwing grenades, throwing baseballs, blowing up with glitter. Yes, into a real Disneyfied version of um, of the of the bear lion now. Yeah, and uh, at one point, Armor saves Cable by armoring up and stopping the foot from crushing Cable. And you can see a sword, or sorry, you see a piece of metal inside the foot of. One hundred percent knew that's where the story was going. Every time Fauna was like, "He's in pain," I'm like, "This is a fucking." Yeah. This is a fucking lion in the fucking whatever that fucking story is where the lion the, has the, the splinter thing, or whatever. Yeah, the thing in his palm. Like they're just t- retelling the story. And as soon as it happened, like, you know what? I don't care. I, this has been a fun story anyway. Yeah, it's being though, like, done well. 100% knew exactly where this was heading. Yeah. So Armor sees it's under his foot. So they basically shoot at him to distract him to pull it out of his foot. So they pull the metal piece out of his foot with his like telekinesis powers, pulls it out. It's a big sword. The, the or, bear in, uh, I think you need to quote it correctly. 
it's a big fucking sword. It's a big uh, fucking sword. He says it later. <laughs> sorry, we're not quite there yet. Um, but then when he touches it and tries to like psychically connect to it, or maybe unintentionally psychically connects to it, he gets shocked and sees the past history of it. And we see, I don't know if they said he's the first one, but he is a space knight. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he was part of a group already. I mean, we learn later that he is, but like, I don't know if he was the original Space Knight or whatever. Yeah. Do you know about Space Knights? Do I don't know, know any of these. I don't know any of this. Is this a real uh, thing already? Yeah, yeah. Space oh, Knights okay. have been a cosmic hero team. Okay. But last time I remember seeing them in comics, most of them were killed off by uh, not Thanos, the other bat, the builders and the engineers. It's a whole. Mm. It actually, it's an Hickman reference. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Two space entities. The space knights were trying to save a planet before it was destroyed by the builders and engineers, and the space knights were killed defending the planet. And people thought they were the last ones. So they all have different names and different abilities, but essentially they're robots that task themselves with protecting the universe. Interesting. Okay. Well, that 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 actually a lot, adds a lot of detail here. So that's good. I thought it was like a brand new thing. So I'm like, oh, oh we're no. learn what it is. Cool. So then it cuts to what happened, and the space knight was fighting aliens and then crashed on Earth and then bumped into the. Oh, he crashed on Earth and the monster stomped on him, like (laughs) killing him. Yes. The sword went into his hand. But are they saying that's been there since the beginning of time? He, they're, they're, in, they're strongly implying that that, is, that sword has been in this lion's paw since at least the formation of Krakoa or wherever the fuck. I mean, this was a long time ago. That's what confused me, because then is Krakoa the first mutant? Um, maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think so, right? And didn't they kind of establish that a little bit ago when, like, because Apocalypse was the one who had to save Krakoa, like, from, like, the the war between Krakoa and Akroa, and yeah, or save them, he had to ban it, like, so yeah, I mean, they, definitely they do, con- they do consider Krakoa a mutant, right? Yes, or before. they did at some point, I mean, yeah, I think they still do. Yeah. So after we get the flashback, we cut back to Cable waking up with the sword, uh, talking to Cyclops about what happened. And yes, then he lifts up the sword yelling, I always wanted a big fucking sword. Oh, kid Cable. <laughs> I did like the silhouette version of Cyclops. When he came right, out. when he comes out with the laser eyes. Just yeah. the visor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I love it too because it's very like dad, like, oh shit, here he comes. Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to some kind of museum in deep in space. Where three other maybe space knights? It certainly seems that way. Or maybe they're the enemies of the space knight. Honestly. Oh, maybe. I don't know anything about. I don't know. Well, yeah, because it says. Yeah, I mean, it says the blade, the light of Galador has been found. So I don't know if they are. It's part of their. Yeah. Race or whatever, and they want to reclaim it, or if that's you know like, what I don't know yet. I guess we'll find so, out. So. These three robots wake up and they break out of the museum. Everyone looks really confused and they say, like you said, the blade's been found and they're going to Earth to figure out where it is. And then and actually a theme we're gonna get a lot in this in these other books of uh, signals in space. Yeah, and we're gonna get a lot of sword references, it appears now as we huh, I wonder toward, uh toward why? swords of swords or whatever the fuck. X, the X of swords X or of swords of X. Crosses of swords. I don't fucking know what it's called. But, but now yes. we get to the only part of this book I went, fuck yes. I was really hyped. I'm sure you were. As we put another time, another place, we see this giant crab creature building fire in its hands, and then the hands get blown apart and the 
crab creatures shot to hell. And then we see classic fucking Cable. Old man Cable. Old man Cable is back. Yes. I'm not excited about it. I, I think it's too soon. Fucking, nope. He's been dead too long and there's more to it. Fuck yeah. How long has Old Man Cable been dead? It's only been like two years, right? Uh, somewhere in the middle of the run before all this started. So in the Matthew Rosen, Rosenberg run. Okay. So that's about the time I, I think I think I started reading again right when his uncanny run started. Yeah. So about so I think it was right before that that he that they killed him off. So that's about a year and a half, I think, at this point. Yeah, something like that. So uh, yeah, I know I'm happy. I, I I liked this character of young Cable, but he like you said, he never felt like Cable. No, he doesn't. He doesn't feel like Cable at all. So like, that's why I think it'll be kind of great if we get a little bit of a twist about who he. Because I don't know if you knew. If you know anything about Lobo, about young, sexy Lobo? No. Tell me more about young, sexy Lobo. <laughs> so there was a time when, in, you know, New 52, they kind of updated characters. Yes. And um, during that time, they had a new Lobo book. And the real Lobo was skinny and kind of cool looking and mm-hmm. not jacked up, whatever. And it's revealed that he was the real Lobo. And the other one we always knew kind of stole identity. Oh. Uh, yeah, thinking he killed him. So I wouldn't mind like a reverse kind of. Where old man cable is the real cable, but this kid cable is like some weird imposter. Yeah, or, or some weird thinks, sinister clone. Yeah, like he thinks he's the real cable, you know. Yeah. So that that's something that could be kind of cool, especially in this cable centric book, because it's cable. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be all kinds of alternate universes and, and timelines and all kinds of weird shit. So or we can have like a weird like Doctor Who thing where it's like a bunch of different cables from different timelines. I was going to say, this might not be, I mean, it says another time and place. Like it could be cable before Kid Cable killed him. Like, yeah. And then somehow this cable finds his way to this timeline where Kid Cable is now. And Yeah. It could be fun. I just blew my own brain. Yeah. So <laughs> it's going to be an exciting book, I think. I, I liked it. I liked the first issue. Yeah. I think many, this is. How many X's? I want to give uh, four X's. Me too. Yeah, I think 4X is fair. It's definitely surprised me. I wasn't excited about this book and I actually can't wait for the next issue. I was kind of uh, like, I like I like what's um, been going on with Kid Cable with Hickman. I thought Hickman was doing a really good job. And so when I saw Gary Duggan was going to be, or Jerry Duggan was going to be doing um, this book, I was like, well, that's perfect because Kid Cable can be funny and Jerry Duggan is a very funny writer. So I, I was kind of stoked about that. So right. next, next up, we're moving to X-Men number eight. Yes, X-Men number eight. Okay, so this is another example from the one our both pet peeve about this book where I feel like this story needs a second issue. Yeah, it's the fucking brood. <laughs> like you're not, you can't just throw the brood in here and be like, all right, we're done now. It's like, no. Yeah. Has have, you, have you read... A, the original brood saga okay this is a conversation we've had before because okay, they, my bad they never no, no it's a good thing they've never reprinted the brood saga oh no no remember we looked for it and all oh, that's right yeah yeah, yeah. master class edition that's like a hundred mm-hmm. now that's it like they never reprinted the fucking brood saga i want to actually read it just like okay you know, i'll give you i'll i'll send i'll text you my um Marvel Unlimited login if you want. You don't want to say it on air? I'm not going to say it on air. I'm not going to do it on air. No, you sure? I'm not going to do it on air. 
<laughs> a private guy, you? No, no, no. Me, me? Just give all my usernames and passwords out? No, no not, not this guy. All right, I'm going to invent the last time he gave me a password was when watching wrestling. And it was the longest, most complicated fucking password I've ever seen. All what of my passwords. Are. What was italized i didn't know any of this shit i had to redo it like four fucking times Just to, eventually i didn't want to watch wrestling anymore because i didn't need it, <laughs> like, it all of all of my passwords are just random strings of characters <laughs> it was literally four people in a room trying to decipher what the fuck the password was so yeah this is great. Uh, uh, I, stand, <laughs> I stand by it and that's what you're gonna get again so uh, so uh, issue eight of X-Men, we have, like you said, the return of the brood. Uh, this cuts back to, which I like that it links up with the new mutant stuff. Yes. I, I think it's good that it finally linked back around because it was Scott who basically gave them their passage to fucking space. So kind of, it's good yeah. that kind of links back together. And they just got back if you're reading all the books as we are. So they're talking about, Hey, we got this cool egg and we find out that's a brood King egg. So that's not, good. which is weird because it's it, again going back to the brood like stuff. I've I've never seen a brood king. It's always been the queens that they have. I yeah. mean, it's it's basically ripped off of Alien, yeah, so Alien Saga. So, very, I mean, very much so, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's never really been a brood king before. So that's interesting. Yeah, uh, we cut to space where we see a bunch of dead space whales and brood creatures inside them. Really cool imagery, actually. Yeah, when you see when you finally do read the brood saga again, that's they 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 show these whales and stuff. It's so sad though. Like they're like, it's, they basically just, they hunt these whales and then kill them and use them as, as vessel, as like ships. Like these were oh, like wow. living whales that they just took over and it's, huh. it's deprived. The brutes suck, man. They're, they're so <laughs> scary. They're so fucking scary, man. Uh, except one brew. Our brew friend. is not scary. Brew is the best. <laughs> He's the best. If you read Hick, uh, not Hickman, if you read Jason Aaron's run on Wolverine and the X-Men, I fell in love with him in that. <laughs> So then something I found really interesting, I, I don't know how much you know about this. Um, we find uh, Gabriel or Vulcan, if you want to call him that. Yeah. Dreaming about floating in space, kind of like this dead space. Mm-hmm. Cuts to his brother waking him up, saying, you're messing up the house, stop partying so much. And he's kind of talking about this bad dream he has all the time. And it's the same bad dream every time. Now, in the text part of this, they reference the War of Kings. Do you know what that is? That was some Thor thing, right? No, that no, was a cosmic no. event. Um, it was essentially Vulcan was taking over the Shi'ar Empire as a crazy dictator, mm. and um, Black Bolt was stopping him. And when Vulcan, if I remember correctly, Vulcan was going to send a bomb somewhere, and Black Bolt detonated, killing him and Vulcan in a giant like sonic explosion. And that led into uh, the Thanos imperative, which is like. Uh, okay. Anti-matter verse come cracking through the, the cracks in time and space and all this cosmic stuff. But I find it interesting if they're trying to show because it seems like he doesn't remember any of that stuff. Yeah, it feels like whatever. I mean, I mean, I guess it. I mean, to jump a little bit into X Force, maybe they when they resurrected him, maybe they didn't bring back some of those memories. It seems like they didn't bring back anything that took place before after. Um, what was the event called again? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Messiah, something, Manifest Destiny. Is that it? Uh, Deadly Genesis? <laughs> Sorry, yes. Deadly oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah, the one where they where he they revealed that he was the 
Summer's brother or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. all that shit he went through in space. It seems yeah. like they kind of rebooted him from before that. trauma, before trauma and all that, <laughs> that terrible I mean, stuff. It makes sense. Yeah, because he was an insane, crazy asshole. And when I first read his character, I didn't even know he was that. He was a Summers. I read him in a cosmic book. Oh, that's true. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, and I think in the Guardians book, the original Dan Abbott Guardians run, and like, I didn't know anything about that. And then I went backwards and like, oh shit, he's also a Summers with laser oh. stuff. <laughs> oh, he's one of the Laser Brothers. <laughs> laser Brothers, yeah. They're kind of it, it's a weird another in this book, another dangling fruit they're putting out there. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so and, and that's gonna go for a minute. Like, what's why is why did Havoc go back to wearing this headpiece? I hate this headpiece. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if I'm if I'm out on a limb here, but I don't like the classic Havoc look. I don't care uh, for it. I never had anything against it. Uh, what does he need those things on his head for? Well, come on. What does Scott need the visor for if you can make yourself perfect? <laughs> I guess that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, there you go. So uh, while they're in their um, dome on the moon, the Summer's house, they see these dead whales heading towards the planet. And we cut back to the planet with Brew talking to a new mutant, saying he's visiting because non-mutants don't live there, from what I can understand. They don't live there. They're they don't, know. Yeah. Um, and Brew tells them, holy shit, that's a king egg. <laughs> what are you doing with that? I love fucking rain. Brew he, can sense that. I love when Brew sees it and he points at it and he's like all freaked out. He's like, what are you doing with that? And Rain's like, that? Oh, that's my space booty. <laughs> like, fucking, this, this goofy version of Rain is cracking me up, man. Yeah. No, she's great. And um, he's freaking out saying the Brood can sense it from galaxies away, of mm-hmm. course. And then all these whale ship thingies crash Kakoa. And it basically goes to shit from there. We have all the we have the mutant, new mutants and a few random mutants and X-Men fighting off everything happening. But one thing I found interesting, at a different point, Gene flat out says, we're going to lose a few people. But it's almost like it's not as big of a deal because we can bring them back, you know? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. the sense I got. Like, oh, we're going to lose a few and that's okay but we still have to get them off this. At least she knows that she can bring them back. I mean, currently we're about ready to just start sacrificing our own people, but we can't bring them back. But anyway, (laughs) listen, the old are happy to die. Happy to do it. The economy. Absolutely. They're they're Uh, happy to do it for their grandchildren. Yeah. Said by Senator Kelly. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've got to make it X-Men. There's a book we can review. So, <laughs> Oh, I'll do it. Yeah, man. Have you read it, God Loves, Man Kills in a long time? Not in a very long time. No, it's I, still I, good. I own it. All right. There's our first special after All this. Right. I'll do it again. Yeah, I'll read it yeah, again. Definitely. So um, they basically <laughs> decide to send, to go through the portal uh, for the Summer's house and fly into space, which I kind of thought, how come they didn't use the portal to go straight to the Shi'ar Empire? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're bringing the king egg across the portal. Um, they fly into space and Vulcan is very happy about this. And he's just ridiculous. He's still be, he won't let them fly until they tell him the, until Scott says, I want the fire to be fire. And then he lets them go. (laughs) (laughs) Flies off. He's, he's out of control. This guy is out of control. It's, It's something. So they cut back and we see Ronan the accuser. I, I'm assuming it's Ronan. It's the, it's an accuser. Like they, okay, because again, it, you might not know this because last time we saw Ronan the accuser, mm-hmm. he was killed by a 
evil clone of Black Bolt. Okay. And he was totally dead. Okay. Because I was because my first thought was, oh, is Ronan the accuser as well? Like I know the character. But yeah. then like they made a point throughout here to be like, why were you just talking to an accuser? Like they, they never said it was him. They okay, just kept yeah. calling him an accuser. I hope so, because Ronan had a nice death scene in that uh, Death of the Inhumans comic. Mm. Uh, so, which was actually very good. If you haven't read it, it's extremely good. So we cut to space, and the accuser is basically torturing the Star Jammers because they were to bring back the egg. They didn't. And eventually he calls our good friend Sunspot, who is playing with uh, Cannonball's son, and basically is like, well, what are you going to do for me if I tell you where the egg is? Right? Oh, man. Always wheeling and dealing. <laughs> and he's like, I would like you to beat them up some more, but how about <laughs> this? You send them to me, I give them the egg, they make good, that's it. <laughs> like, the way the accuser accepts, and he's like, of course you do. Of co- I know, he's like, I accept. Like, of course you do. What else are you going to do? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm Bobby DaCosta. You do whatever yeah. I want. <laughs> and um, Cannonball's wife saying, Bobby, were you just talking to a Cree accuser in the living room? <laughs> just like, Oh, just doing a favor for sure. <laughs> doesn't deserve it. Like, Jesus. I'm a giver. I, I I do know, but still, <laughs> like yeah. just like she's so resigned. Yeah, I love that. And then I actually like this too. This is a nice connection and almost like a reunion of characters. Yeah, you're gonna have to tell me who this kid gladiator is. Yeah, this is also a big part of Jason Aaron's Wolverine the X Men run. Actually, um, you should read it. Go go on your uh, subscription and read that Wolverine the X Men. The, the cast was very diverse. So yeah, had, I heard it's a good run, and I still keep it is. Yeah. To. It had Brew and also had Kid Omega because basically Gladiator wanted his son to learn some responsibility. Mm. And uh, he's like, here, live with the X-Men because they have a lot of shit going on. There's always something going on with the X-Men. Yeah. So, And there's even a point where the Empire came to attack the X-Men and Kid Omega joined the X-Men. He fought his own father. Wait, so, is his, so his name, wait, there's two Kid Omegas then? Oh, sorry, sorry, not Kid Omega, um, the Kid Gladiator. Or oh, okay, so he is just called Kid Gladiator then? I believe so, yeah. Okay. But yeah, he fought his own father to defend the X-Men. Like, he sided so he with... calls him Q-Bark. That was that's his real shot, Q-Bark. That's his real name? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were trying to, um, they were trying to arrest past version of Jean Grey for the murder that happened in the Dark Phoenix. Oh, Jesus Christ, okay. Yeah, that part, that was, that was a... a a Bendis thing, of course. Um, but, like, there was a point where he was more comfortable with them and they weren't even his real family, you know? Interesting. And it looks like they're they're excited to possibly hunt down an accuser and brood. And that's yeah, why of, wouldn't you be? Yeah, and that's kind of where we end. And I'm like, that better not just be the end. Like, I know. Be more. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that was, like, quite the, like weird way to end it like it's not even a cliffhanger it's just more of like a oh here's some other characters bye yeah it's like what <laughs> and also we are on issue eight what the fuck happened to those three old ladies josh i don't know i don't miss them i'll tell you that much i was I'll, intrigued <laughs> i tell you what i want to know what the fuck is going on with the kids in the children of the vault vault like well we at have, least we got something we, more we are missing the we are missing laura <laughs> We're missing Laura. We're missing Sink. And I've already forgotten the third one that was in there. Oh, uh, uh, oh Darwin. 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 Yeah. So that was X-Men number eight. How many X's did you give it? I gave it three. Yeah. 
as much as I love the brood, it just, it wasn't like holding it for me. I just, and maybe it's cause I was going in knowing that who knows when I'll ever finish the story, but yeah, that's fair. I give it a three stars for me, three X's. So then we cut to, again, another similar kind of setup issue, but this was definitely more demon bear saga creepy. Oh man. I love the cover art. On this. Oh yeah. For totally. Yeah. So good. So we're talking um, about so New Mutants number nine. New Mutants number nine. We open up in a. If you ever, you ever read uh, Thirty Days of Night? Yes. Yeah, it felt like that. So good. Town. And we cut back to this, like we see this, like a woman, a little girl maybe, and like weird shit around her. That's the best way to describe it. Yes. This weird shit around her, and it's like in a Russian area. And we see the the new mutants, most of the cast from the Nebraska storyline, but a mixture actually. It's a mixture yeah, of both. Yeah, it's definitely they're starting to kind of come together a little bit. Yeah, and kind of recap what happened. And I did love Boom Boom mad that she didn't get invited to go to space. Yeah, I mean, fair. Yeah, like I, I, I want to go to space. I love space. It'll be yeah, fun. She is. She is full on pouting. Yeah. And little, again, Rain is like, I tried to wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I did like a lot of this kind of more adult conversation between magic and Cyclops. And a part I loved of- it. I loved it. I loved seeing those two together again. I think it was really special because I feel like it showed how far magic has come from being a little mm-hmm. girl on the team to being equal to Cyclops. Yeah. And especially her time with Cyclops when during yeah. that uncanny run where it was revolutionary Cyclops, you know, like yeah. she, uh, she, he was kind of a mentor to her for a bunch of years too. So. But they felt like two adults talking. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like a younger person. Yeah, no, she definitely was holding her own. Like there was a time where she was like, "Okay, Commander, how can I help you as a fellow Commander?" You know, like yeah, don't forget where we both stand here. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying like, "Shit got bad with your people in Nebraska." And she's like, "Yeah, but it could have been worse." Mm-hmm. And the humans were only killed by humans. Yeah, it was very much. Did you read? I recently reread it. Did you read the New Mutants Dead Souls um, miniseries from a couple years ago? where yes shane sean or shane was wanted them to like go on some mission and like it's like kind of zombies and stuff like that yeah yeah yeah. iliana was the one who was kind of their their group leader and it was it was definitely a a saga in which she learned how to be a leader and so i like i like that it's kind of it's going back to that now like she very much was like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just you know i don't know why anybody want me to be a leader by the time that series ended she had learned basically how to run a team, how to be in charge, then her time with Scott. And now, or I mean, that was after her time with Scott. And now this, I mean, it's, it really is kind of bringing her character full circle. And I really like it. Yeah, no, it's really good. And I also um, like that Chambers out here trying to flirt with Magma. <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that might work. Just physically, that might work out fine for everyone for once, you know? Hey, man. Yeah. My man so Chamber come- has never let him, not having a mouth stop him from flirting with people. <laughs> We cut back to Russia where we see this terrifying, the thing. You know, that's what it is. It's the thing. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the thing and it's into the void and this weird parasitic creature thing inside a bubble. We have no clue what's going on. So they send a team of new mutants to go. I, just Yeah. How, so how do they remind me? Because it's Boom Boom who like, how does she find out about it? Like she just has some source that like, because they do this off the books. This yeah, is, I guess this is Boom Boom. Just she gets she must have had some sort. Oh yeah, she 
she has some source that basically she's like, oh, oh, we got to go. And it's not until they're in the air that they realize, oh, this isn't official. This is a boom, boom thing. Yeah. So while they're traveling, Cypher and uh, I wish we could his name again. The one Mondo. Connect- Mondo. Um, they try again to connect with uh, Krakoa, even though he hates it. Mondo really hates it and feels like crap afterwards. And yep. when he somehow connect- convinces him to do it. I forgot what Krakoa actually said to him or why they're even trying to do this. Uh, they're trying to find I think they're trying to find intel on oh they they that's right he's trying to set up so that they can see who has always who has come through the gates at any point so they know which mutants have never been to Krakoa and then they can reach out to them and be like hey man I see I see you've never been here what's going on they're like uh, to see okay. who might be missing who's who might be in danger things like that okay so we cut back to the team going to this Russian town and Immediately, the, the police don't like them. They don't want them there. They think they caused all this trouble. But I kind of like this from a bad person point of view, where he's like, you know what? Be my guest. If you take care of it, great. And if you go there and die, that's five less mutants to deal with. And so right before we get to that, we do see a, a missing poster of a, of a young Russian girl. Yes. And so that's, you know, who, who they're there to save. And then when they get into the room, it's this weird thing, bubble, the thing, bubble. And they're trying to figure out what the hell it is and immediately attacks Karma, right? Yeah, because Karma tries to, to sidelink with it to see if she can control her and get her to stop doing what she's doing. And it basically overrides Karma. And that picture we have of her, oh. please know, is... So sad. I mean, just... <laughs> I felt so sad when this was happening. Like, for, for, the, for the character whose mutant powers are just now manifesting into this horrendous thing for for karma for the rest of the team like it's this book just made like broke my heart as like yeah. as i was reading it and yeah immediately attacked chamber afterwards because chamber was trying to help karma and eventually most of the team other than boom boom and uh moonstar are the only two that aren't in danger right now and they're calling for help yeah and they reach out to uh doug to cypher yeah and Cypher, now you might know more than I do. I don't know this team that Armor and Cypher are going to. I don't really know them either, honestly. No? I don't, I mean, I know the characters, but I don't really know when their last run were. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm not a huge, like, wild side. I know the character. I think, I think he was a part of X-Force at some point. Okay. I think, I think the people they're going to are former X-Force people. Well, let's, I assume they were from that new mutants run, the one oh, the new new mutants. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. No, so I basically, no, no. This is a part of Kokoa where like the regular people aren't welcome. It's this badass crew, apparently. Yeah, they're like a biker gang off of the side of Kukoa yeah. <laughs> so and yeah, go like, ahead and write us in if you and give us where we can find more about these these guys because I'd like to know more about them. Definitely, yeah. Because this like even smaller, weird, skinny Wolverine guy. Like, I don't know anything about him. Oh, wild, wild side. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I've seen him. That's all I can tell you. Like I don't really know anything else about him. I've seen him in books. I just don't recall. But that's how it ends. Basically, Cipher recruit trying to recruit them to go help the team in Russia. So yeah, I give a three, three X's. I gave it four just because of how like emotional it was for the the missing girl part of the story the rest yeah. of it it was kind of like meh but i it really did pull up my heartstrings so i i i 
get I graded it on that curve. Good. All right. Next up, we're doing Excalibur. So basically, it's story time for Nick. All right. So we are now in Excalibur number nine. Uh, the book opens with Apocalypse summoning his coven. He uh, he has the Excalibur team basically sitting around in a circle. And he hands each one one of the what are they called again? Warwolves, um, a skull for each one. And he's basically telling them that a long time ago there was magic in the world. Um, Krakoa was part of that. Krakoa has not been made whole. I was the one who basically made Krakoa not whole because I had to to stop all the demons that lived on the other island from attacking. That was his original four horsemen. It was basically a whole backstory again of hmm. of what happened. So then he also mentions the Starlight Citadel, which I'm not huge. I don't know a whole lot about because I didn't read every fucking Excalibur book ever. <laughs> so my bad. So he, he kind of mentions a, a lot about the old magic. We cut then to, they did their magic ritual. Everyone's kind of sitting around talking about, all right, so our next thing is we have to, we have to go back to the Star Citadel and we have to get um, whatever they're looking for. I'm not honestly sure exactly what they're looking for anymore but while they're all sitting <laughs> around in the Excalibur uh, lighthouse tower Brian the original Captain Britain is kind of sulking around outside and Betsy goes to confront him and he just gets back in his car and leaves without saying anything to her and so she comes back in everybody's like what's going on she's like whatever we're leaving tonight we're going to go ahead and go on our mission now so she uh, heads on their mission they cut back to the Starlight Citadel where you see some monks handing something off to their leader, who's the lady in white, they just keep calling her. And then at some point, I'll try to show you through the camera, at some point in the sky, they see Apocalypse's face staring down at them. Can you see that at all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Apocalypse's face is just kind of staring at them. And staring like, at them. Yeah, and they're like, wait, can he see us? And at some point, they're like, if he, if we're in danger, the lady in white rings the bells, and all of a sudden, the bells start ringing all the way through the... <laughs> and so they're like, oh. Like that. <laughs> yeah. So then they cut back to the the Akaba coven, you know, the, the coven with the, the people who hate mutants. Yeah. Uh, they are basically saying that there's pro- there's problem in the world we these mutants are running excalibur that captain britain is a mutant now that we can't trust mutants all this thing that they have kidnapped they somehow know that morgan lefay is still alive and is being kidnapped by apocalypse huh. so they know that but i don't think the excalibur team knows that and they end up sacrificing one of their coven members for blood magic purposes and also for like you do for solidarity with Morgan Le Fay. Like they just stab him in the heart. But yeah, it turns it. out that um, Megan, Captain Britain's, or the original Captain Britain, Brian, his wife was um, in there. She was spying on them for Pete Wisdom. So oh. she runs out and Pete's like, what happened? And she's like, oh my God, they're, they're planning an attack on the Excalibur team. They hate the mutants. They really, they really hate everybody. They're really mad at, uh, they're really mad at Apocalypse, by the way. And then, if I correctly, she's not a mutant, right? No, she's a mutant. Brian's not a mutant, so she yeah, okay, lives, okay. she lives on a Krakoa, but Brian doesn't. Okay. Um, and so as she's getting ready to head back to Krakoa, she tells him, "Oh, don't." She says, "Oh, and by the way, the awful wizards didn't say anything about your girl." 
and he looks confused and he's like my girl and she says betsy and she goes through the gate so <laughs> i guess i guess she sees a love connection between him and, and betsy but fair enough i don't care for it and then <laughs> so we're back in the magic world so shogo's a dragon and everyone is basically trying to mount an attack on the starlight citadel and so they kind of set up shop just outside gambit's complaining about being cold then he and rogue start flirting with each other uh richter doesn't like it and tells everybody to stop (laughs) he's like stop you guys are being disgusting i don't want to hear this (laughs) um so then as they're kind of hanging out the starlight citadel knows that they're there and they mount an attack on them first when shogo tries to go and defend them or like defend the group against the attackers he ends up getting like this weird laser light arrow through his wing and then jubilee gets pissed i'm gonna show you another scene real quick jubilee tells tells tell him not to look up at mommy and she jumps into the air and like does the biggest jubilee kaboom i've ever seen in my life like she like blows (laughs) the thing up like i've never seen her use her powers that bad so she goes badass for a moment and they are able to kind of like put distance between them and the Starlight Citadel attackers. And it kind of just ends with the Starlight Citadel saying, all right, this is going to be our next course of action. We have to stop them. And then it's another cliffhanger. So, okay. so they're mounting another attack. I do, I'm going to send you a screenshot of this because you got to see it. They, um, I don't know if this is a real thing or something she's seen in her magic mirror, but the Excalibur team all have Captain Britain outfits on, except for Captain Britain's not there anymore. So Jubilee has a, a cool outfit. Richter, Gambit, and Rogue all have these weird Captain Britain outfits on that yeah. I that I want to know if they're going to keep because it's pretty cool looking. But overall, it was just a meh issue. I gave it I gave it two stars because it was like kind of hard to follow like why exactly they were trying yeah. to go to the Citadel. I might have missed something, but yeah. It's a it's a book that I'll keep reading as long as Rogue and Gambit are in it. But if they leave, <laughs> I don't know if I want to keep reading this. Honestly, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. So how many X's? Um, I'll give it. I'll give it two. Two X's. Okay. Okay. One for Gambit. One for Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> so last but not least, we have X Force number nine. Uh, I enjoyed this issue, but it was a lot of setup for wherever this next big bad is. So we open the book, and to me, as someone who's read these people's stories for a long time, they kind of felt like their version of the island party where everyone's drinking, because it opens up with basically Russian roulette between Dakin and Wolverine, and being judged by X by Laura X twenty three, right? Oh, this no a scout or yes. honey badger, which was honey badger. Sorry, yeah, I think she goes so, by scout now. From okay. So I love yeah, this because Laura is last, missing. Yeah. <laughs> the last time we I saw Dakin was when Wolverine drowned him to death uh, in the end of the Rick Remander run of X-Force. Wasn't he Wait, was Dakin in one of the X-Men titles recently when they did when they went to the wasn't he with Cyclops when they went to um when they went to Switzerland, they had that that G twenty meeting. Wasn't he part of the guard? No, that was a uh, Gorgon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. So that's right. My seeing Dakin be cool with the father that he fucking hated. You're right. Like that's that's what I kept sitting here thinking too. I'm like, wow, they. I guess they made amends. 
Yeah, everyone did, essentially. Uh, except unless your name's Omega Red. Wolverine's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> I mean, some, some bridges can't be mended. Yeah. So it is cool to, to know that these two are cool. So this, they're playing Russian roulette with a bottle and back and loses, and he just stabs himself in the head and falls over. Like you. Such a weird fucking game. I love that even in the, in the next scene, it's Gene being like, what are you doing over there? Oh, also, let's go backwards a little bit. In the Cable book, I forgot to mention, I really liked how Cable kept calling Wolverine uncle, like his uncle. Like yeah, I, I, I did like that too, yeah. This last is a little bit. But um, yeah, they're fucking weird. And <laughs> uh, I did like when Cyclops is like, what's wrong to Gene? Gene says, sometimes I feel like the X-Force uh, has a, skew- a screwed up moral compass, internal compass. And yeah. That's the X Force. Yeah, I mean, she basically, yeah, she says, and it's harder, it's harder to know what's right and wrong anymore. And it's yeah. such a funny scene or such a funny panel because she's saying this while like drinking from a, a apocalypse shaped tiki cup, yeah. while Cyclops is behind her, like with a really like fruity looking and I mean, I, like fruity mixed drink. It's got like a straw and like looks like cranberry stuff on top of it. Like he's just drinking like this real like tropical drink. He's like. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. What to say. <laughs> and we get a wide shot of this bar. And I think the bar is filled with people. A lot of characters who are kind of like in-betweeners, like not necessarily flat out good guys. They've done bad things. And like, this oh, yeah. little this is bar- definitely like the, the bad guy bar kind of like. Not even bad guy, just like anti-hero. Cause like you have Sebastian, you have like multiple man. Uh, who else? We have Rogan Gambit. You got Rogan Gambit making making eyes with each other. Mystique Magneto and Dakin. Yeah, Magne- it's a lot of tweener characters. Yeah, Apocalypse is just waiting in the pool. It looks like is that what is he doing? He's he's doing his thing, man. Um, Polaris the, is there. We yes, we have um, Domino talking about what would like to come back. And oh, by the way, Mystique is there. Like yeah. So, like, I guess she's over whatever was. Don't don't think okay. about it. We're All not right. talking about it yet. <laughs> it's not going to be a thing until a random book. All right, so, fair enough. She's going to burn it down, but she has to drink about it first. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> we have Domino talking about what it's like to come back. And apparently, even though she said in the last issue, don't let any of it go, she let it go. Yeah, right? I, I don't. So yeah, she in the last issue, she wanted to keep her memory. She wanted to remember what happened to her. She wanted to remember all the pain, but now she doesn't remember any of it. And, yeah. and Sage is like, I thought you wanted to. And she's like, oh, well, whatever. Don't worry about it. It's like, did they do it without her permission? And she doesn't remember that it's without her. Like, it's there's now, a granted, lot of... I don't want to remember being skinned alive. No, I wouldn't either, but um, she did. And it was clearly her dying wish. So I don't know if... <clears throat> The only thing I can think is Colossus said, no, she wants to forget and like yeah. betrayed her dying wish. She thought he thought maybe that's what's best for her mm-hmm. or Xavier thought it's what's best for her. And did, that's did very likely. It's equally likely. No. <laughs> so then we have a fight breakout between, was it gorgeous George? Right. I think so. Right? Yeah. And, um, and uh, black Tom Cassidy. Now, I haven't seen Gorgeous George in anything X-Men related since the animated series. So it's really weird. He was, was like a, a sinister. Yeah, it was really, because at first I was like, that's not skin. And then I was like, oh no, that's that other guy. And I had to like look up his name. And then I'm like, is that even the same person? I don't know. Yeah, I do like was, that. 
I do like there's a scene where Black Tom is just ranting while Gambit and Rogue are trying to make out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I haven't seen him since anime and series. I, was, I knew him right away. I was like, oh yeah, that fucking weird guy. But also Black Tom seeing Krakoa in his drink, like he's going a little crazy. He's going a lot of crazy, man. Like yeah. it makes sense. He's talking about all the data points he's taking in. He hears every ant's thoughts, every dolphin's thoughts, everything. Like, yeah, it might be I, a little too much for him. Yeah, he needs a vacation. So Sage beats up Gorgeous George, which sparks a whole big brawl that Wolverine, Dakin, and Honey Badger are very excited for. Which might have to be the title of our episode. The family that stays together slays together. <laughs> I feel like it should be the other way around. The family that slays together stays together, but whatever. Yeah. Um, or big fucking gun or big fucking sword. <laughs> big fucking sword or live from, live from isolation. It's... <laughs> Um, so then Domino, Kid Omega, and Wolverine are sent on our mission, and immediately Kid Omega's eyes get burnt because they're bl- something is blocking the portal. So he makes like a, a psychic machine gun, which is pretty cool, and blows through the portal. Mm-hmm. And it's all, again, this almost like <clears throat> carpenter esque like, thing stuff going on, yeah. Yeah, oh, and you remember Swamp you, Thing, I guess. Yeah, this is definitely got a Swamp Thing feel. And you, this is uh, Terra Verda, where we were not too long ago, where the they tried to stage that coup and they had all those like bio plant people. Remember the yes. president's son? Yeah, that's where we're at now. So, during this whole time, Beast is kind of leading the mission. From uh, He's the guy in the chair for this mission, telling what's is. going on. And they're seeing more and more just, like I said, Swamp Thing-esque, Thing-esque horrors. Like, this whole town has been covered in this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically, for those who haven't read it, it's basically, like, um, really graphic-looking, like, plants, like, trunks, tree trunks and roots just, like, going in and out of people's bodies and houses and very, like, creepy horrors, horror movie and, vibes to it. And then we even have, uh, like, a, like, a weird lion-tiger thing come out of the ground that's made out of this plant material. Mm-hmm have kid omega complaining about his, his suit and like his clothes getting dirty <laughs> just slices his clothes it's like that's how you should dress if you're going to be on a mission with us kind of yeah yeah like i do like that wolverine respected his jacket and didn't rip his jacket though yeah so eventually the team feels a little overwhelmed so beast just tells tom cassidy hey get the fuck up you want a break i'm gonna get you off the island and essentially just chucks him through the portal or tries to, he's taking him to the portal. Um, but dragging him across his shoulders and stuff. Yeah. And which I felt so bad for him. He looks like he's half dead already. Well, cause he just got his ass beat and was drinking the night before too. So, yeah. But then we cut back to kill Omega of all characters looking terrified. Yeah. And, he's overwhelmed for sure. Yeah. He's like, we need backup. We need backup. Um, this isn't what you think. It's an angry God. Yeah, he, he, yeah the, line, the last line is, Terra Verde isn't a hostile country. It's an angry God as he's being pulled in by these vines, very like uh, Evil Dead style, to like can, a weird, a ca- cave. Can Kid Omega become the Kenny of this series? And the just, what? I mentioned like, the Kenny, like, you know, South Park. Oh, yeah. Oh, they killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Does, it, at some yeah. point, he references his head was already cut off not too long ago. Yeah, so it'd be kind of funny if like every mission just dies. He dies and you have to bring him back every time because he's not good at this. <laughs> yeah. So that was a fine issue. Like nothing wrong. It was a little quick in a good way, I think. Yeah, it was it was a pretty fast read for sure. I gave I think I looks like I gave it four stars on, on the app. 
I'm, I give it three. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah, the art I always three and a half X's. The the art is always good. I like I like yes, the X art. Yeah. It's becoming for better or worse, it's becoming one of the more consistent books. For yeah, for sure. It's definitely you know what you're gonna get when you open the X Force book. Like this and Marauders are definitely the most consistent. Yeah, and Marauders is consistently Marauders. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> X Force X Force is just consistent. <laughs> yeah, consistent it kinda has weight. Like, oh that was yeah. actually really good. Like I still love that image of um half cut Wolverine cutting through a guy's chest. Yeah, that was a good one. Covered in blood. I'm like, that's worth it. That's worth all the build. That shot right there. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one for sure. So that might be the last book or maybe no, we, what happened. We have so, this yeah, I mean, yeah, we have. So tomorrow on March 25th, we will have some books coming out. Yes. And then I guess and, uh, if, if, if the end of X-Force is correct, we should have four books coming out. So mm-hmm. we could review those four books as our, yes. as our last podcast and then start doing special stuff, I guess. Well, that's where we're going to talk about live on air. All so, right, let's hear your plans. My first special idea we kind of brought up in this episode, reading uh, God Love, Man Kills. Okay, I'm down for that. Because, and you know what, guys? Sorry, if you don't know already, we'll probably get a little political in that episode. We're going to get a lot political. <laughs> political in that episode. So that's going to be a thing. If you don't like politics in your comics, I don't know why you read X-Men. I was going to say, if you don't like politics <laughs> in your comics, you're reading the wrong comics. Then. <laughs> so that will probably be a special episode. And uh, I was also thinking, I, I won't put you through some kind of pain through this, this crisis. Like I'm not already going through enough, but okay, let's hear it. Yeah. We are going to watch, I think it's on YouTube. We are going to watch the 90s classic. No, Gen- no, X. not the Generation X, sir. Because I remember trying to watch that on TV when I was a kid. Uh, me so too. excited. <laughs> oh, man, I remember it. Oh, I was so excited because I love Generation X. I, it was, I, ha- I was collecting all the Generation X issues. I was so stoked <laughs> for that goddamn movie, and it was a garbage pile. Yeah, even because, like, what, was it, 96? So six-year-old me did not enjoy that movie <laughs> one bit. So uh. six, since then. But I saw it's on uh, YouTube. It, like, broke up into pieces. So I think we should review that. We should go back to our old uh, comic flops days. Yeah. And we'll go back really indeed. bad. All right. So God Loves, Man Kills, then Generation X. And then if we end up at that point finishing it, we'll do the thing we talked about last week where we review the first run of the Ultimate X-Men. Yeah, I say, yeah, I want to I wanna read that again. I hear there's so many mixed things I see. Like I see a lot of people who are like, that was the worst thing that's ever happened to the X-Men. And then I see some people who liked it. I mean, I'm I, I, about eight issues in right now and mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. Like I see what people don't like. Yeah. Beginning intro to a new series, a new world, literally for ultimate, ultimate Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. It's fine so far. Like it's good. Um, I remember collecting it at the time. I just don't really remember it vividly. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I have, I probably have the entire first run in, yeah. in my, in, in somewhere, but like, well, fun fact, um, Mark Millar, who wrote that series and who wrote The Ultimates, admitted that he's never read X-Men. He only saw the first two movies, I think. Are you serious? Yeah, he wrote that entire thing. I wish you wouldn't have told me that before I read it. I'm going <laughs> to go with it now. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I remember I was like, I can kind of see that. If someone, If I was a casual comic book reader 
who only watched the two the first two x-men movies and had a passing knowledge or everything else a lot of things make sense wow all right now i'm in i'm very much more interested now because i want to see what it looks like for somebody who's never read it you know yeah yeah so that's a thing to look forward to so those are the three special ideas i have for us all right you know we have tons of shit we can go off of there's so many yeah there's so many places to go there's that's four weeks right there four episodes right all right yeah so all right well (laughs) stick with (laughs) us as we navigate coronavirus 2020 (laughs) wait oh wait what was the what was the series that actually had the virus that killed mutants <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, 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 the legacy virus. Legacy virus. What what run is that in? Is it's that... a lot of runs. It's it's like yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get real morbid. Uh, so yes, guys, please stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Don't go Wash outside. Wash your hands. Uh, disinfectant. All right, hand sanitizer does not kill the virus. No. Still use it, of course, but it does not kill the virus. The most effective thing you can use washing your hands just regular soap and water like here's the thing i learned um just regular it doesn't even have to be antibacterial soap just regular soap will do but if you can get like the dell soap that's Mm -hmm. that's good to use yeah yeah i mean if you can get antibacterial soap use it but like if you only have like a bar of soap use it (laughs) yes please uh please be nice to people who work in retail all right oh my god please 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 they're now essential employees I don't ever want to live in a world. I don't ever want to live in a world where we talk about them as me being essential, low skilled or, or no skilled labor or any of this shit. The rest of the country shutting down, but McDonald's is still open. Then they're the essential ones. Yes. Uh, When I have to unload a truck full of paper towels, knowing I'm going to get fucking trampled, Mm -hmm. put it out. Please just be chill. We're all in this together. We're all in the shit show together. All right. Marked. Do your best to have social distancing and be safe. All right, guys. If you want to live in a happy Krakoan society, you got to be cool. If you want to make it to the other side of the Krakoan gate, you got to be cool now. <laughs> you got to be cool now, and maybe you'll get maybe you'll go through a crucible and get the shit beat out of you by apocalypse. And that doesn't sound fun. It doesn't, but you know, maybe you'll get powers. Maybe you can fly. Who knows? Who knows? If, if you had to get beat up by apocalypse. <laughs> What power would you be pissed off if you woke up and then you, you just had the power to like maybe fly, levitate, not even fly? No, levitate. just yeah, just let no. I, I don't know. I've never like that's a question. That's such a common question. Like, what superpowers you want? I have no fucking clue what superpower I'd want because there's such a downside to all of it, really. Like, oh yeah, like I guess I always love the idea of like I want super strength, yeah, but you're not super durable, like you know, right, like yeah. a little his paw kind of problem mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> exactly yeah and, like telepathy sounds awful i don't really want to know what people are thinking all the time you know like i can barely handle the headaches i get right now normally. i can't handle what i'm thinking i don't want to handle <laughs> what other people are thinking like but yeah i like, guess telekinesis telekinesis would be mind. cool yeah. yeah if i if i could have that without the telepathy that would be that would be dope yeah they're, they're separate abilities that would be that's the safest non-monkey paw kind of power <laughs> yeah you know Not all right if i get if i get killed by apocalypse and i come back i want telekinesis telekinesis yeah all right guys so thank you for joining us today in your sol- hopeful solitude and uh you can find me at madman 3005 josh where can they find you you can find me at xbrarian it's librarian with an x and that is our show we will see you next time that was too low nobody's gonna hear that next time
There, sir. There you go, sir. <laughs>